Hello, everybody. Welcome again to Choices Finding Your Joy. And I have a lot of joy today. Oh my gosh, the topic of our show today is, is just making me smile. I have with us today Jason Dowd. He is an advocate for pets, a pet rescue advocate, an internationally exhibiting artist and author who has appeared on ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, and over 50 radio shows. I am so excited to share Jason with all of you. First off, Jason, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, I'm just so honored and excited to have you on the show. Well, let's just jump right in. I know you have a lot to share. What events you know, inspired you to create the amazing movement that you have created? The one for um, the Avoid uh, Your Paws? Yes, yes. I want to hear about Gladys goodies. I, I want to hear about everything. Well, when I was in eighth grade, uh, it was right before Hurricane Andrew came through uh, Florida. I was actually kind of like learning to be a vet. I wanted to be a vet. So I worked with my local vet and they were kind of, you know, showing me the ropes and stuff like that. It was really fun. I learned so much from it. But I also saw a lot of abuse that most people wouldn't see from, from animals. And you, you, sometimes you think it's, it's illnesses, but when you realize that it was something caused by these animals, it touches you in, in certain ways. And some of them I had to watch be put down because there was no, there was no help for them. And when you're uh, 12, 13 years old, that, that, that hits you, you know. So that's been something that's always stuck in the, in the back of my head. But the other thing that, that seems to get me was that I was seeing all these things on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everything else, but all these people doing horrible acts to animals, videotaping it, and putting it out there for people to see. And I never thought in my wildest dreams would I ever see something like that, like that in person until, until in June. I was driving home from the studio and this, something got thrown out of a car in front of me it hit the, it hit the, the car in front of me and that lady pulled off to the side I kept going and as I got maybe maybe another hundred yards down the, down the road something else came out the side of the window and I realized it was a kitten and so I stopped on I stopped my brakes I pull off to the side of the road the cat's bouncing down the road I stopped the cars got the cat up and I'm really allergic to cats that's the only reason why I, I didn't become a vet and I realized that this cat could be in danger so I took her to the SPCA uh, which is a, uh, it's like the ASPCA, but it's right here in, um, off of Congress Street where I live. And uh, they took the cat in and they made sure it was okay. It had no broken bones. And um, they just tried to bring it up to adoption. So one of the things I'm really upset about is, is the violence that goes on. I sh it should never happen. So a voice for pause is a hashtag that you could put on Twitter, you could put on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And I want people to share stories about things that happen to animals. And I know it's not always pleasant to look at, but you never know who's going to recognize that person. And I think that's very important. So if we put that out there, we can show people that, you know, this, this person did this to a dog or a cat or whatever it may be. And I'm hoping that they'll recognize that person and, and turn them into the police. The second part of that is rescuing animals. There's so many rescued animals I see. I post them all over uh, all the time on my, on my timeline on Facebook and stuff like that. You know, these dogs need help and some of them are in, in high kill shelters. So time is of the essence. And I think that if we can put out there with that hashtag of voice for pause, by sharing that out there and using one hashtag, we can see the animals that are needed. 
that need our help and our, need our attention. And the other thing is, is if you adopt an animal, I want to see that too. There's always good parts to this. So it doesn't have to be always negative and, and, and stuff. If you adopted an animal, I want to see it. So tag, tag that a voice for pause as well and show me who you are and show me the dog that you're or cat or bird or whatever it may be that you're giving a new life to. Yes. Yes. I love that. And you know, that's going to share it, what's happening, but it's also going to share a way of helping some of these dogs, adopting them. And I love the idea of, because it's amazing. I know with my rescues, they become a different animal. They do. It, it, they're so grateful. They know you saved their life and they're so grateful and, and best love there is. Well, see, I had a dog named Buttons a long time ago. It was my, my, my very first dog that I had for myself. We got it when, right after we just got married. And um, I, uh, she was my life. You know, she became my life. And, and I would sit there and work from home and I would turn on Small Paws, which was on um, the Animal Planet. And she'd watch these other Bichons. She was a Bichon too. And unfortunately, on February 14th, she got very, very sick. We brought her into the, into the vet. She, was, she did not make it. Um, we don't know what happened, but basically she had like liver cancer, I'm, I'm assuming, because they said she had nothing left of her liver. So I went to, to Small Paws Rescue and adopted another dog named Allie. And um, she came to us. She was scared. She, when I saw her picture, I didn't even know she had a tail because she had a tuck between her legs so long, so far. But she was a, a puppy mill dog. And um, she became one amazing dog. It took us a long time to get her to come out because she liked to hide. She didn't want to be around anybody because she never had any attention. One of the best dogs I've ever had. Um, my other dog, uh, Puppy, he was a he was a rescue. He was he was abused, and Gladdy was abused too. Um, and you know, I she was also a senior. She had a tumor on one of her nipples the size of a baseball that dragged on the ground in between her legs. Um, she had a red, you know, you remember like when when I was a lot of the kids were in the eighties and nineties would flip their eyelids inside out. Well, that's exactly what she had too. She had like a upside down. Uh, eyelid. And I knew that if I didn't take her, because she was going to bring her to the pound, she would have just been put down. Mm -hmm. And all three of those dogs, they had some problems, but to be being my best friend, and I loved them to death. I still love them, and I miss them, unfortunately. It's, uh, most of them passed away. Yes, yes. And they're with us forever. They just mm -hmm. have such an effect on our lives. They are. And, you know, one of the things I'm really big into is senior adoptions, because of the fact that these dogs... They may not have a lot of time, but sometimes they were in this with this family for 14, 15 years and all of a sudden they're just dumped because they're too old and they want to go get a new puppy. These dogs don't know what the heck just happened. And it breaks my heart. And that's what Gladdy was. You know, everybody said, well, oh, she's uh, 10 years old. How many more years are you going to have with her? Four? I said, well, at least her last four will be fun and with me and full of love. So, you know, I, I really am big and big into those dogs. And unfortunately, they don't get picked up a lot and most of them get euthanized. And they, they deserve that love, that, you know, that kind of end of their life. Yeah. Tell us about the, the Gladys Goodies. Well, Gladys Goodies is a natural and healthy treat for dogs. It came about because I gave some really bad treats to my dog, Gladdy and Allie. And I didn't realize how toxic they were. I never read the back. You know, we don't think of looking on the back label to see what's what's in this what's in these products. So what I ended up finding out was it it sent one of my dogs to a uh, basically in a liver failure. It had ethylene glycol in it. And for people that don't know what that is, that is antifreeze. 
Um, it also had eight grams of, of saturated fat, 16 grams of crude fat. Now for a dog that already had pancreatitis like Gladdy did, when I gave her two of those that turned into 16 grams of, of, uh, of saturated fat and 32 grams of, of, saturate, of uh, crude fat. So that was toxic to her. So in one weekend, I ended up taking both my dogs to the hospital. One didn't make it, the other one did, Gladdy made it. But they told me she could absolutely have no treats. And if you've ever had a dachshund, you understand, they don't understand no treats. Yeah. So <laughs> I had no choice but to, but to come up with something. And I went looking at the stores and what I found was either way too expensive. I mean, for like almost nothing, it was costing me 20 to $25 or it was um, not available. So I decided to sit down with my vet, made it, I came up with a treat that would work for them. That's low in fat, has no chemicals, preservatives, glutens, byproducts, um, preservatives, anything else that you could possibly think of that's technically dangerous for dogs. Gave them to both Allie because we had her for another month and um, before she passed away and she would eat it. That's all she ate and Gladdy too. And since then, I've been able to give her these treats and she has had zero flare ups, even though she is acute, she has acute pancreatitis. So I know I'm giving her something that she can eat. It's healthy for her and she loves it. Mm -hmm. And so I started that and came up with a whole line of different products that meet those criteria. Tell us how we can get those products for our dogs. Well, that's pretty easy. It's www.gladdiesgoodies.com. That's G-L-A-D-D-Y-S goodies.com. Excellent. Excellent. I would love to hear how your connection with Brian Howe came to be about. Tell us about that. Well, I've been watching him for a long time. I mean, I'm a big fan of, uh, of a bad company. And right before the hurricane that hit, I think it was Irene that came up and hit us with a Category 5 hurricane, um, I saw that he was batting, batting down the hatches. He has a lot of animals, including goats and everything else on his, on his property. And from then on, he started sharing abuse photos and, and, and pictures, and people were just attacking him left and right. You know, why are you showing this to us? And he had the same response I did, and that's we need to see this. That way we can not only stop it, but bring these people to justice. So I reached out to him and said, hey, look, I've seen what you're doing. You're, you're sharing all these abuse stories. You're sharing these dogs and, and the cats that need homes uh, that are in rescues. Would you mind working with us and be a part of this, this movement that we're working on? And he was more than happy to be a part of it. And um, so he's, he's been trying to do whatever he can to get the word out about these uh, animals that are being neglected, abused, or just need a home and a love. Yes, yes. So for... Those of us that are in other states or other areas, how do you recommend we become a part of this movement? What steps can we take? It's so easy. Anytime you get on Facebook, anytime you get on Instagram, anytime you get on any social media that you can share something with, just hit a hashtag a voice for pause. And if you want to, if you're a celebrity or if you're somebody that wants to have a little bit more, um, more say in it, contact me. It's right on the website, you know, any way you want to contact me. And maybe we can make you an ambassador. Maybe we can come up with some ideas to make a, a big rally about this. Because um, I do need that too, you know. Um, so it, you don't have to have anything major to be a part of this. You just have to just take your time and, and, and share. But if you want to have a little bit more involvement, I'd love to be able to create some things and maybe raise some money for, for animals and shelters in need or, you know, some of these um, nonprofit 
hospitals that that take abused animals that people find and do it out of their, their the goodness of their own hearts maybe we can help raise money for that as well oh i love that idea and you know just something like that just you know helping raising some money for those different organizations who they're saving the pets lives oh my gosh what what that could do for our own hearts i mean that's that's a joy and see, we got to be the voice for them because nobody, ha they can't speak. Yeah. So, yes. you know, I, I, I've seen such bad people do some terrible things to amazing animals. You know, mm -hmm. I lived across the street from a guy, I don't know if you heard about it, but there was a squatter that, uh, that squatted in a special ops house here in Newport, Ritchie, Florida. It made national news as on YouTube and, and, and Yahoo and uh, MSN and everything else. And uh, that was my neighbor. And he had like nine pit bulls that he brought into that house. And I watched him beat them up severely. One I thought he killed. And the sad thing was, is I called 911 about it. And they told me this is not an emergency. And if I abuse the 911 system again, I will be thrown in jail. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's just amazing what happens out there. And I think that's why we need to be a little bit more proactive in, in things. And as a community come together, not necessarily rely on other people um, that are, that should be able to help you. Did something finally happen to this man? Yeah, he robbed a bank and showed his face on the camera and they picked him up and uh, put him in jail for, uh, he was scheduled for about 30 years, but they let him out. He went back up to, uh, he went back up to South Carolina, did the same thing and now he really is sitting in prison and he can't, he can't get out of this one. So he got his justice certs. Yeah. And I, I believe, Jason, we just really have to also do something with our legal system. How yeah. is horrific animal cruelty not punishable? I mean, so much more needs to be done. It needs to be stopped. Well, they don't think of animals as highly as humans. You know, they mm -hmm. still think of them as property. But Florida has done a, a brand new uh, law that I really love. I'm, I cannot remember the name of the dog right now because it's just slipped my head because it just, it just happened on, on October 1st. But basically what this law does is that if anybody was ever accused and found guilty of uh, animal cruelty, animal abuse, or neglect, the judge can then say you cannot have a pet at all mm -hmm. if, from there. And they would not be able to, to rent a room at a, at a place with a pet and stay there. The second part is, is that they now elevate that up in, in, in categories because some things, some things are just minor, you know, and it doesn't need to be anything severe. But some of the things that are a little bit more abusive, like you see people doing on, on YouTube and stuff like that, those can now get, it, it can be as high as a misdemeanor, even a felony and can find multiple years in jail for it. So um, it, Florida took a really big step on that. Actually, I wrote something about it on the website too, gladiesgoodies.com. So if you want to go read about it, I really would hope that the rest of the states would, would look at this as an example and start picking it up and maybe adapting it to their own to their own laws. Make it stricter, make it less strict, whatever, but kind of use that as a basis to grow. Yes, yes. And I, I believe if we say something when we see animal abuse, you know, turn that person in, try to help the animal, you know, we can make a difference in so many ways. Just come together and show that this is not acceptable. It isn't, and, and that's what I don't like. And you know, as much as I liked watching Michael Vick play football, what he did was, it was re mm -hmm. re reprehensible. Yes. And I, I was sickened that they allowed him back in 
yes. to give them a second chance. Yeah. Now, granted, everybody has the right to, to uh, you know, amend for what they've done. And he, and he tried to do that. And I think he's still trying to do that. You know, he mm -hmm. went to jail. He served his time. But I don't think he should have been, you know, honored with another um, stint in the NFL. Now, granted, he was nowhere near like he was when he was when, before this happened. So, you know, he kind of fell off the face of the earth. But still, you know, these are the things that we seem to glorify them just because of the fact that they have a name sometimes. Yes. And, you know, like I said, as a football player, he was an amazing player. I'll never take that away from him because he was. But as a person, he had a lot of flaws. And I hope that somehow he can make amends for what he did, but what he, the, the, the damage he caused to those dogs cannot be fixed. Yes. And I personally have always believed uh, how someone treats an animal shows you their character. You're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. They and say that a lot of times when if you see a kid start to abuse animals, mm -hmm. um, that's just the start of how, how they're going to continue to grow. And mm -hmm. if it's not stopped or, or looked at, they could become violent towards humans themselves. Exactly. So it's, it's, something to, it's something to keep an eye on. Yes, yes. So what would you say to everyone out there? Okay, we have these great suggestions and they decide, okay, I want to start doing some things. What would you say would be the top priority of steps they can take to help with this movement of being a voice for animals and for pets? Well, I suggest anybody that, that wants to help with animals to go volunteer at least one time in a local SPCA, ASPCA, or any type of shelter that is nonprofit. And I guarantee you, once you see these animals and, and how they come into these shelters and some of the damage that is done to them, it will change your life forever. That will get you angry. And that anger is good as long as you don't hurt the person that's doing it, but you bring them to justice. The second part is, is like I said, just be a voice. You know, it only takes a second to forward stuff. We always forward and comment on, on pictures that have, you know, our food on there, you know, that we put on, on Facebook and stuff like that. And sometimes stupid stuff. Well, what if you can sit there and, and comment and share something that could actually change a life? You know, and this is why we need to do more stuff like this too. So if you want to, if you really want to help out an animal, volunteer. And then, like I said, just hashtag, just sit down when you're looking at stuff and hashtag it out and get it, get it out there for people. And if, if there's a law, like, like um, the new law that we just had, share it. You know, these, you don't know who's going to see it and who can make a difference. You may not have any money to donate and help, you know, these, these charities, but somebody that sees that might have that. So you, you, you kind of, you're all working together. Everybody has something that they can give, whether it be time, whether it be money, whether it be um, charitable, you know, functions that they can put on. We all have our own specialties and that's what's so great about it. And I think if we do something like that, it could, it could definitely start the movement in a positive direction. And also, if you want to get an animal, please consider adopting, especially, especially uh, senior animals. And, you know, rescues are great because they are usually not, no kill shelters. But if you can find something at a kill shelter, sometimes they have less than 48 hours once they're cleared before they're, before they're euthanized. And that's a, this is where we have to really watch it out. And if you all, you know, we all find it in a spot. like sometimes you lose a job. You have to go to an apartment. You cannot bring a dog. Um, sometimes we have to part away with our best friends and that happens, but do it responsibly. If you're going to, if you're going to do something like that, look into, into a no kill shelter, you know, a lot of them will take them and, and they're not going to ask you for money to do it. Like, like when I had June, 
when I picked her up off the road, they didn't ask me for money. They just took the cat out of the gracious of their hearts. I went down there and tried to help out as much as I could. I tried to raise money as much as I could to help that, to help that cat out. So, you know, these are things that we can do, but always look at the, always look at the pound. The pounds have very, very little shelf life. Sometimes they're longer, depends on who it is. But if the dog is not usually picked up in a week after being cleared, it doesn't have much more time. It's, it's on borrowed time. Yeah. So, you know, look in the shelters, look into, into the pound, look in stuff like that, rescues, and, you know, adopt. You know, the dogs that you see at the pet store were from abused dogs like my Allie. Mm -hmm. You know, she was, bred, she was born to be bred, and then when she had her five litters and could not have any more, she was set to be euthanized. And I was lucky that a rescue organization like Small Paws came in and, and saved her and gave her to us, and we had nine great years with her. Yes. And Jason, I've never understood why there are kill shelters. I mean, you're there to help the animals. So how can they say, okay, we'll give you 48 hours, we'll give you three days, but then we're going to put you down. I don't understand that. It's like a conflict. It is, but unfortunately it's because of overpopulation. A lot of the smaller ones, like here in Pasco County, they stopped doing that. They still euthanize after a while but they give you a lot longer than they used to. And places like Tampa, where I live, or uh, bigger cities like Miami or Orlando or Los Angeles or New York, there are so many dogs and they're so overpopulated that unfortunately they can't, they don't have, they have no space and they don't have the funds coming in. You know, they just, have, they just live off of the taxpayer funds and they can't estimate that there's going to be 50, 50 dogs this year or a thousand dogs this year. So it's not like, it's not like us again, when we're in jail, you know, they, we pay that out of our taxes and, 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 accom and accommodate for that. Animals are not like that. So they don't get the same benefits we do. And, and that's unfortunate because a lot of them are amazing dogs, but the big, the biggest problem is that we have a lot of dogs that are pit bulls that are, that are rescued from these, these um, uh, fighting rings and stuff. And some of them just can't be adopted, you know, cause they are, physically vicious they were trained yes. to be vicious it's all they know it's yeah. all they know i agree i agree well with a, a about four minutes left in the show what last words do you want to share with everybody jason well the best thing i can tell you guys to do is with if you have your dogs in your own home love them you never know how many days you're going to have with them how many years you're going to have with them and you know treasure every moment that you can get you know, and if you do rescue a dog, please remember that these dogs are scarred. They, they come with battle wounds, but with love, they will trust you again. They will change and they will get better. And just give them time, give them space. And if you show them that respect, they will show you the love that you, that you wanted to. And if they don't ever change, just remember, you're making the last years of their life, however long that will be, the best that they could possibly have under the conditions that you can give to them. The other thing I always say is always, 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 always read the back labels of your food and treats for your pets. You know, I made that mistake and it cost me a dog and it almost cost me two. And uh, I will never forget that. So, you know, if, if you cannot read the ingredients in the back of that food, which a lot of times you can't, or if it starts off with byproduct, Google byproduct and you will never, ever, ever buy something with byproducts in it again. So, you know, these are the things that I would seriously look at. And it's just simple things that you can do. It doesn't take extra time. It just mm -hmm. takes maybe a, maybe a minute or two to look through it. Mm -hmm. And if you, can, if you can decipher what's in there, 
it's it's probably good for your dog. And like I, you know, I make a lot of jerky, and I saw stuff at 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 Walmart too, and it's always the same size. It's always it's always a different color from mine, and I use you know raw raw material. If they can make them the same size every time, you know, chickens they look like they look like uh, chicken breasts look like angel wings. So how can they be the same size every time? Mm-hmm. That means they're putting fillers in it. They're putting other things in it. So, you know, really, really think about that for a minute. And so when you, when you, when you consider food for your dog, use, that, use the same emphasis on that as you would do for food for yourself. And you know what? Things, can, things change. Things can be, really be, can be better for both of you. They can live a, health, a healthy life. You can live better knowing that you gave them good, good food, that, that, that they're healthy. And believe me, if you give them healthier food, you're not going to have the vet bills. So, you know, that's the, and that's the other thing too. If you have a dog and you plan on rescuing, make sure you keep good records uh, because I didn't. And there was a transition period between my vet. So yes, they were vaccinated, but the vet couldn't prove that they were vaccinated. And I was rejected by a bunch of people uh, from rescues because they thought I wasn't doing my job. So if I had kept that record just that one year, that would have made a difference. So vaccinate your, your animals, um, do it responsibly. I usually like to do them little bits at a time so it's not overwhelming on their body and um, just be proactive in, 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 in lives. It's, it's that simple, oh, doesn't take a lot. I love it, I love it, Jason. And I have to throw out there, you know, something I've seen with all my rescues, I, all my life I've, I've rescued dogs and many times they've never known kindness. That's right. Never known compassion. And it's, it's life-changing. But the day that they do realize it and you see it, it changes your life as well. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. It does. It changes our lives. We are so blessed. Oh, Jason, I'm so excited. And I am one of your biggest fans. And I, I, I'm really excited to, to work with you more and, and get your information out there. And I, I want to say a big heartfelt thank you for all you do because you're helping so many animals, Jason. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. I mean, that's what I love to do. Animals have always been my life. And, and actually, sometimes I like pets more than I like humans. So, <laughs> you know, they, they, yeah. they don't treat you badly. And when you're down there, they're with you. So, I mean, um, that's just the way it is. And if I can help people have a better life, better, better animals, uh, lives and, and help impact the, the community along the way, I'm all for it. Yep. We can be having a down day and our pets right there to love us and wag its tail. It's priceless. It is. It is. Oh, thank you, Jason. I'm so grateful. Love, hugs and blessings your way. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. Gosh, we'll have to, we may have to do it again. I, I think absolutely we'll to share more. And to everyone out there, thank you for joining us. Love, hugs, and blessings. Bye. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.